You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. On the line with us today, and who we're going to be talking to is Jan Louch. Jan is the author of the latest book, uh, The True Tales of Baker and Taylor, the library cats who left their paw prints on a small town and the world. So we're going to be interested in talking to Jan about the book and, and her encounters with Baker and Taylor and how the book came about. So it's going to be a fun show. It's a great book. So everybody hang tight. We'll come back right after these commercial breaks. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's hard to find time for your furry family member. That's where Camp Bow Wow comes in. All day play and overnight camp. Daycare and boarding for dogs. Everything is included. Large play areas for fun and exercise. Spacious cabins, comfy cots, even live camper cams to watch from a computer or smartphone. Camp Bow Wow offers the best care and is the place to go where a dog can be a dog. For locations and more information, visit CampBowWow.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. And joining me now is author Jan Louch. Jan, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much. Now, Jan, tell us a, a little bit about the book, The True Tales of Baker and Taylor. Uh, I was contacted about two years ago by Lisa Rogach, who's a uh, well known for numerous books and uh, she was interested in finding out more about the cats who uh, unfortunately were no longer with us but who performed uh, good service for many years at, in uh, Minden, Nevada at the Douglas County Public Library. Now how did Lisa go about finding uh, about the uh, story of the, the cats? I really never did find out, but somehow she did. But Baker and Taylor have been used as an advertising tool for many years by the Baker and Taylor Book Distribution Company, who's one of the largest distributors of books to schools, libraries, etc. That's right. Yeah, they are well known and the biggest around. I did not realize that these were sort of their advertising mascots, uh, for lack of better words. Yep, almost from the beginning. So now the cats, Baker and Taylor, obviously named after the uh, the distribution company. How did uh, they come to be library cats? What's the brief uh, story about that? Uh, Yvonne Sadler, the library director, and went to uh, cat shows in Reno, which is close to Minden, and uh, saw Scottish wolves there and were impressed by their wise look like little owls. And uh, since we were... Our new library was in the uh, former alfalfa field, which was host to many, many mice and other rodents. We thought it would be a good idea to have a cat to protect our bindings. And books are well known as uh, magnets for rodents because the glue is somehow attractive to them. So we got Baker and uh, told the Baker and Taylor Company that we were going to save up our money and get Taylor. And they very kindly stepped in and got Taylor for us. Then we started in with photographs, and they were put on a poster which circulated something like 35,000 copies, and we were off and running. 
Wow, amazing. So these are cats not from the same litter or even the same location, but... Uh, no, not from the same location, but Baker was Taylor's uncle. Okay, okay, so some, some so lineage family. there. Yeah, there you go. Taylor came from uh, Oregon, and Baker came from Monterey in California. Oh, very cool. Very interesting. So then when um, when you got the first cat, Baker, who decided that you would name it Baker, and then who had the uh, great idea of contribution company to let him know, hey, we got this? Well, I happened to notice that Baker spent a lot of time sitting in a Baker and Taylor box that was empty. So And he looked like Baker. He was a solid but puffy cat. He looked like a baker, somebody who would bake cakes. And uh, so we then, of course, had already known that we were going to get a second cat when we could save up for it. And Baker and Taylor, there it was right in front of us. (laughs) We went through all the usual things like Dewey and so forth, but those names had been taken many times over. Right, right. And obviously a famous book's name, uh, Dewey, as well. Uh, Library That's Cats, right. So we know about that one as well. Then you uh, thought it would be a great idea to take some photos and contact Baker and Taylor Distribution to find out, you know, let them know what you guys were up to. Well, we talked to our representative from Baker and Taylor Company, Bill Hartman, who came down to meet Baker from Reno. And uh, there off we went. And pretty soon we were told that Taylor would be coming in, and I went up to the airport to get him. And the poor cat had had to fly down from the northwest next to a salmon, which I thought was cruel and unusual punishment, but <laughs> he managed to recover. There you go. So then looking at the uh, the cats, Baker and Taylor, what made them, would you say, I imagine there's great stories, obviously, that are they're in the book. Uh, we know that. But what would you say that made them unique? What made their uh, their unique personalities or what made them unique as library cats? What would you say? Well, about we them? went through uh, a lot of times with them and different things, but they were always very dignified cats. They, they weren't rambunctious. They didn't destroy things except Baker had a slight tendency to want to gravitate toward plants, but we uh, gave him oat grass instead. But they were very well-behaved cats. They never scratched or bit anybody, including small children who'd pull tails and so on. And uh, though their personalities are very different, uh, Taylor was more attuned to the, the staff, and Baker was our library slut, as we called him and uh, went to the public, uh, they were still both just very charming, non-bothersome cats. They they didn't uh, interfere too much with anything that you were doing. And the people loved to see them there. There you were. They were the ideal pet for a library. And we didn't have much of a mouse problem after they arrived. They enjoyed their life there, did their job, and of course then it it brought everybody to the library and everybody wanted to be part of uh, knowing what they're doing. You're right. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, We'll come back with uh, Jan Louch, talk to her a little bit more about her book, uh, The True Tales of Baker and Taylor. So everybody hang tight. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Ooh, get the 
stinky dog away from me. Bad breath and bad gas. Petey stopped eating. All his hair fell out. Itching, licking, missing fur. At least $5,000 in vet bill. Creams, antibiotics, sprays. No results. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. The shedding is stopped and the itching is stopped. Her coat is now soft, it's silky, it's healthy and shiny and glossy. She's got life, she's got energy. Tons of energy, no more bad smell. Dynavite's the bomb. <gasps> Dynavite is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs, you know, besides me, of course. <laughs> 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Joining me uh, on the show is uh, Jan Louch. Talk to her about her latest book, The True Tales of Baker and Taylor, The Library Cats Who Left Their Paw Prints on a Small Town and the World. So now, Jan, when Lisa, Lisa contacted you and said, hey, I got this great idea about the book, what was your initial thoughts by that uh, when she contacted you? You thought it was a good idea, or what were you thinking? Well, I thought it was a good idea, but I thought maybe I was too old and feeble because uh, I'd been retired for almost 20 years. But I knew most about the cats, and she was determined, and off we went. And uh, I don't regret it now, but I was cautious at first. Yeah. I thought the cats were outstanding. They had personalities that wouldn't quit. Uh, They caught on with the public in an amazing way to me. All the posters and bags for books and so on that the Baker and Taylor Company distributed and the ads in uh, professional journals and so on. It was just sort of a mushrooming thing. I was always astounded when people would come from far away to see the cats. I mean, you know, they were cats our cats, but still, you know, they did their job more than. Right, right. So then did Lisa, who co-authored this with you, obviously, did she come and spend time with you there and check out the library, or was most of the conversation no. remotely? Or No, no, we did most of it face-to-face. She came out several times and stayed for a week or so, but uh, we had te- long telephone conferences, and we would email stuff back and forth, you know, and I got a copy of this, and she got a copy of that, and we'd run over it. It was, you know, your standard co-authoring sort of thing. Each of us had 
an equal say. I would say in what was put in, what was left out, and so on. So it was a very uh, salubrious relationship. I liked her, and I hope she likes me, but <laughs> you never can tell. There you so go. We're thinking of doing more in the cat and book line. Good, good. That'll be great. We'll keep us posted on that for sure. Now, the process, how long did the process take as far as uh, when you when she first approached you with writing the book and then actually seeing it in your uh, hot little hands? Uh, about two years off and on. I mean, she would go away. I would do whatever I was doing, and we would keep in touch online. But, uh, I mean, once it went, it, it went fairly well, I think. We didn't have an awful lot of revisions to do. So it uh, was very salubrious, as I said. There you go. Now, did, did uh, you and Lisa have a publishing house already in mind or in line, or was it something you Lisa had, had an agent. Okay. And we, I, of course, did not have an agent. So we used the same agent, and he did very well by us, and um, we got a publisher. There you go. And things went on as they do. I'm publishing a book. You have to have a certain amount of copy editing, galleys going back and forth and so on, and selection of pictures, order of the book in uh, time and what was going in in addition to the straight story. So it took a little while, but it went fairly smoothly. Now the book's out there. How's uh, Has your life changed much? Are you doing a lot of interviews and uh, appearances and signings, or how's, uh, how's life been since Well, we've done one signing at the library here in Minden, which was uh, very well attended, and we ran out of books. And uh, we don't, unfortunately, have a bookstore in town, so we're telling people where to go to get the books. And um, I've done interviews for uh, some of the journals that come out in libraries and as well as uh, book sales. The book has only been out a couple of weeks, so we'll see how it goes. There you go. Well, sounds good. We're excited about that. So tell our audience where people can find out more about uh, where to buy the book, as well as maybe any events that uh, you and Lisa are doing. I'm not quite sure what we're doing. I have to wait for Lisa to come out at the end of the month, and we're going to be working on our next book. Amazon, of course, you can order from. And uh, most of the bookstores, Barnes & Noble, et cetera, have, carry the book. Okay, all right. Well, we're gonna Remember, I'm isolated here. That's right. You're, you're in a small town, uh, but it's Very, a nice, nice place to be, I see. It is. A lot of people have moved here. Yeah, the Lake Tahoe area. It's been many years since I've been there, but it's uh, always been beautiful when I, when I got that way. So uh, Very green this year. We finally uh, broke out a little bit. Well, the uh, I guess the El Nino effect is uh, somewhat positive in your neck of the woods. <laughs> we can use it, believe me. That's right. Long times of uh, drought in that area. Well, it well, snowed a couple of days ago oh my up on top of the mountain, so there you are. Never uh, can tell. Hey, Jan, what would you, after everybody picks up a copy of uh, The True Tales of Baker and Taylor and they read it, what would you hope they'd walk away with? Is there any particular message there, or what would be the message uh, that you'd want to get across after reading the book? message I think that is most outstanding in the book is my personal love of books and animals, not necessarily in that order, but how uh, my job at the library was heaven sent because I got both. I got animals and I got books. And uh, there's nothing to calm your nerves down like having an animal around at work. I don't recommend it for everybody and not every animal is suitable, but those two cats certainly were. 
and uh, other librarians across the country have been in touch, and uh, they've had some animals as well, cats, gila monsters, you know what. And that's it. There you go. All so, I can think of to say, I'm <laughs> out of words. <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, it sounds like the perfect job. You get to be around uh, books, all these wonderful books that you can read from and learn from and take an escape from. And then obviously being around the cats, which uh, calms oh. everyone down, as well as uh, the learning experiences you have from them as well. Right. They're great for calming down irate patrons. Library patients that didn't get the book that they wanted before somebody else got it. <laughs> well, Go and now, pet the cat. You'll feel better about the whole thing. Anybody gets upset, just hand them a cat. They'll feel much better. Right. <laughs> Well, everybody go out and pick up a copy of the book. It's a great book. It's the True Tales of Baker and Taylor, uh, the library cats who left their paw prints on a small tan in the world. It's by uh, Jan Louch and uh, Lisa uh, Rogic. So I'm uh, excited about the book. Glad it's out there. Good luck with everything, Jan, and keep in touch with us if uh, books come around. Sure. Enjoy talking with you. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Well, we're uh, coming to the end of the show today. I want to thank everyone for listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. I want to thank our producers and sponsors for making this show possible. Uh, If you have any uh, questions, comments, or ideas, or want to tell me who you want to hear from most, you can email me. Email me at tim at petliferadio.com. It's tim at petliferadio.com, and I'll be glad to answer your questions, entertain your comments, and bring on the people you want to hear from most. So until next time... Write a great story about the animals in your life. And who knows, you may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.